0: Welcome to the year we started a podcast, it's a podcast born Phoenix-like, from the ashes of last year's podcast, where we like to kick back and do some things, but I skipped the part where I talk about where the part where I am, uh, your co-host Jeff. And I am your other co-host Nick. Freaking killed it. Uh, We're a couple (laughs) friends that are half a continent apart that want to come together uh where I sometimes say kickback and talk about some of the things that are fun and just interesting to us.
1: It's we're... harder for you to get your seven lines right than it is for me to get my five words right
0: Nick I'll tell you what <laughs> uh, here's what I've been thinking about we're going to have to come up with our third uh like the subtitle of this which I guess uh, I guess technically second the first one was none null so uh this one we have kickback I've just I've been thinking about it
1: I, um, like so I don't believe this is the second uh, film in the installment, but how do you feel? Of, or sorry, the third. I, how do you feel about uh, the the Ninja Turtles' uh, "Secret of the Ooze" subtitle? Because I think "Secret of the Ooze" is just a classic we, sub-
0: we we cannot. We absolutely cannot. <laughs> like this episode is going to come out in August, is like a hundred and seventy-five oh. degrees. In- Kansas right now. Like we are not going to be able to talk about what we're going to call next year's episode. 555. I can't, I can't
1: take away secret of the US too. That that is my running favorite right now. So we'll we'll drop it for Nick,
0: now. I will allow you to Nick, drop it. You, you, okay. Yeah, we're dropping it. I'm dropping it from my memory. Here we go. Drop. Nicholas, uh here's the thing. This is man of the small okay I have multiple intro topics here this is the smallest small topic I've ever had in the entirety of small topics Do to it. uh intro to our show Talk I about it. have a thing that has happened to me and I don't know what is wrong with me I don't know what's broken within me but here's let me let me explain so we have people come to our house to watch our kids because my wife works from home but she needs to work and so we need to have babysitters uh, we've like got a system going where some of the days it's my mom uh, some of the days it's her mom and other times it is like uh, one of our uh, one of our sitters that handles the kids and so every day there are different people parked in our driveway and everybody parks different places okay Um yeah one of the time well it's is Katie's mom specifically uh Katie's mom parks behind our garage door on uh, on Katie's side where she parks in our garage i park on the opposite side and when i reverse out of actually you know what man i haven't even told this story nick let me in your room have world. you ever have you ever had anything stolen from you before very little very, yes. well, very little, but very little is still okay, some. The, the,
1: the, the number one thing is that I had a phone stolen, a cell phone stolen when I was like 17, but I was like, it was too crappy of a cell phone to really matter.
0: You know what so, I mean? Wow, what was like? What was this? Su- how d- how did that happen?
1: Uh, I was playing basketball at a twenty four hour fitness at two a.m. and I put it on the side with uh with stuff and thankfully they didn't care about my wallet and the se- the seven dollars that were in it or you know whatever a seventeen year old Nick had and I was playing basketball at two a.m. and we it was should have been in sight thought it was in sight I'm apparently. Too focused on you know school and kids at basketball because I I didn't pay attention and it was gone when I went back over
0: playing basketball at 2 a.m. is the most thing I've ever heard. Uh, uh, dude,
1: that was that was like my entire city was was 24 uh, hour fitness was popping at 2 a.m. Yeah, I mean that is
0: crazy. <laughs> Like, the thought of willingly being awake at 2 a.m. at this point in my life is absolutely foreign to me.
1: <laughs> you you knew me at 2 a.m. I,
0: I was more alive or at
1: 2 a.m. You knew me at 2 a.m. That, <laughs> that is how we met and forged you,
0: this friendship. Exactly. Like 2 you
1: knew me at 17. I was more alive at 2 a.m. than I was at any other point in the day. Like... My dad was like, I haven't seen you in weeks because I'm only here until 9 a.m. And I'm like, 9 a.m. is – that's rough. rough." (laughs)
0: Um, So it's probably – it was pre-pandemic. So let's call it a couple years ago. I had – we had somebody break into – okay I right, let me let me back up so we grew up in I I grew up in a, a small town and flipping everybody here leaves their doors unlocked on everything like it's just like we're in the middle of the Midwest everybody's nice no crime ever happens and like you leave, whoo-
1: uh, uh, until you leave the doors unlocked and then it then
0: my entire life, like, like, like I, I, I know that sounds crazy, but, like, legitimately, like, locking your doors was a thing that you should do, but was a thing that wasn't, like, <laughs> it wasn't necessary, honestly. Like, legitimately, there was, like, no, no crime in my small town for, like, there, it was, like, a huge news event when that happened. And so, like, we got conditioned to think that that wasn't a big deal. Well, fast forward to over the past, I don't know, 20, 30 years, like, that's become less true uh and so i definitely should have done a better job of making sure that my vehicles were secured we had our dog escape or our two dogs at the time escape uh from our house our our fence and we're driving around getting all the dogs and i had not pulled my our car back into the, to the garage, which obviously if it's in the garage and both the garage doors are down, no big deal, like whatever. Um, not, not super worried about locking your door inside your own garage. But Nick, because of the, it was the, the day that we had those dogs out. We had got them back in. I had not taken the time to get my car back into the garage. My car was unlocked. And also I have a uh, kind of a junker truck that i if you live in kansas you just have to have a truck it was not locked either and woke up the next morning drove to work realized that my uh my like i didn't like like some stuff is like rummaged around a little bit it seemed like but uh by the time i had gotten to work i realized like i'm i'm missing things in this car yeah if, uh, you, if you ever see your
1: your truck uh with everything looking like it's been rummaged around i'm gonna assume that means there's a lot of things missing. I'm yeah. sorry, man. That sucks.
0: Not I mean, there were definitely some things missing. Uh I won't go into detail as to what all I lost, but I lost some things that should not have gotten lost. Um not not bueno. Nick, you can imagine. I never if you've ever had this happen to you out uh, there out there. I I can guarantee you will have the same feeling that I well, I don't know. Maybe you won't, but I've had the feeling that like I will never have this happen to me again, where I just have no idea that such a thing had occurred. And so I invested in various security devices. One of the things that I invested in was a security camera that also gives notifications to uh, my phone and Apple watch a known uh, person on this podcast of things that I appreciate the notifications <laughs> from varying degrees. Uh, if you remember when I came back to doing meetings in person, it told me yeah. how my heart rate <laughs> was yep. elevated. Thank you. Apple yep. Watch. Um, but there's a weird thing that has happened literally nonstop uh, since installing this device from probably a year and a half or two years ago where And, man, this is going to be the hard – like this is a. I'm threading the needle on being able to explain this. So without without a visual element. So, Nick, I park on the left side of my garage. And and I say this, Nick. I'm saying this to everybody. Driver's left. Driver's driver's left. left, And that's where I back out of my garage. My wife, who works from home, parks on the right side garage door. And people who typically watch our kids – Knowing that my wife works on that side of the garage, we'll park on the right side of the garage. Okay. And the camera that I installed for security stuff is pointed out at those that, that area where you can park, and... Will activate when a car comes in or out of that area. That camera is pointed in such a way that because it's pointing back out at the driveway, the car that is parked behind my wife looks like it's on the left. Well, because it is like from its perspective, it's on the left side and the right side is open. Does like does anything – like I just want to check. Nick, does this are you following me? Can you at say all? it again? I feel okay. like
1: I, I'm trying. I'm trying okay, I, I want to be here with you. Okay,
0: okay. So when you are pulling into the garage, I have two doors. One's on the right, one's on the left. The okay. one on the right is the one that my wife parks in that is never used, yep. so people park behind that garage door. I back out after they're here on the left side. Okay. Okay. That all makes sense. And, but the camera is perched above the garage door. And from its perspective, the people on the left are the ones that are parking on my wife's side. And the people that are parking on the right are on my side. Even though they're definitely not. But like from its perspective, that's how it works. Okay. Okay. And and again, maybe, maybe if this doesn't work, you tell me afterwards, I'll post pictures. But here's what happens, Nick. I get in my car, I back out. I open the garage door. I back out of my uh, my garage side and my watch gets an alert from my security camera that somebody's in my in my driveway like right. because of me backing out. And so without fail, the, my watch gives me the alert. I look at my watch. it has the image of that alert. And from its perspective, it is on the left side that that is happening which is where i'm backing out of and there's a car behind it on the left side and i immediately slam on the brakes literally every freaking day like i i am so broken like i know that it's going to happen every time and there's nothing i can do like i get my heart racing and i slam yeah, on the I'm brakes sorry it's like I don't even know. Like, ha, like I apparently am incapable of can understanding. I, can I tell you this the the At least that's
1: a good instinct. At least that's a good instinct that will keep you safer, sort of. Like that's a I better guess. instinct than I,
0: like oh my no, god, better
1: instinct than just ignoring it. Like, after this dumb <laughs> notification, this warning, what a dumb warning. Well, Boy, it's like
0: is. it's it's so funny too, because like I'm in the middle of backing out. Like I've checked, I have a rear view mirror or rear view camera in my car. I'm backing out, I see <laughs> nothing. My as I'm backing out of my garage, I get a notification on my watch. So like as I'm backing up, I check my watch and I see a car right behind the left side and I oh, no, no. slam on <laughs> slam on the brakes and panic. Every, oh my gosh. Like, like this has been going on basically for the last two years. I don't even know how this is possible. <laughs> But like my brain is so broke. Like what is wrong with me?
1: I don't have the answer. Um except that it's, it's a good thing. It's cause you were trained that uh, car crashes real 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 bad. Better that worse than accidentally uh, misremembering the the direction of the camera. You know what I mean? <sighs> like like, I oh no, oh, you had to slam on the brakes. Better than a car crash. It's is, is still a win. Yeah.
0: I've never told anybody, but it is definitely embarrassing to myself. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> um, okay, I, I want This is really close to another thing, though, for me, um, Nick. I I'm a very a jump. Okay. I'm a very I'm a very jumpy person, and I know this, this is. Jeff. I think I'm sorry. I think this is getting worse as I get older. Oh no! Do you do you? Like, Are you a jumpy person? Like, if you're, like, doing something in a room uh, and somebody comes in? And-
1: I, I can be. I don't think I always am. I wouldn't, like, describe myself as that necessarily, but it's not I, – I, I don't – yeah.
0: If you get scared because somebody's in the room and, like, surprises you that they're there, what is the re- – like, how would you describe your reaction to being surprised that somebody's in the
1: room? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Like, oh, maybe you know what i mean or like something like that nothing nothing crazy um, i'm not
0: going to try to replicate how i sound i just want you to, i just want everybody to know here's what happens if you scare me and like this is this is legitimate <laughs> That my wife and I have had disagreements about, of like whose responsibility this lies on, because this is becoming more and more of a problem. Nick, if if somebody walks into the room, uh, let's just use my wife as a random example, uh, and totally unreality, just just unrelated no to anything, particular reason, anything grounded in reality. I if she says, "Hey, Jeff," like as like a thing that she's like trying to get my attention, uh, and I am not expecting that. I will. I. I don't know how to uh, better say it than I will cower in fear and like almost fall Jeff. over. I don't even Jeff. know how to say it. Like, Jeff, that's not good. It, like <laughs> it may like I literally the fact that I'm able to stay upright is mo- like a testament to the, the our, our ability as humans to react to certain things that we shouldn't be able to react to. Nick, I, I get so can scared, I, Jeff, and it's very I, bad. It's very very bad. Can I
1: tell you? I I don't think that what you just said. I don't think that that would do it to me. I might be if that's the standard of jumpy. I'm gonna say I'm not jumpy.
0: <laughs> that's like, I asked that like, that ask my endings. I asked my wife to like like okay if oh, you oh enter a room God. like because like it is like legitimately terrifying and like I like I flipping I can't even take it at all and so I I tell Katie like if. If you're entering a room that I do not know that you are in, please try to make noise passively or <laughs> like make, make your intro to the – like make it be known just, in a way that just is – Just stop down the hall, please. Please stop down <laughs> yeah. the hall. That's all I'm like, asking. Close the door loudly or anything other than – Saying my name because oh my, God, I'm that's, so jumpy, Nick. I don't like. It's not like really we've funny. talked a little bit in the past. I think of where I, I just I don't do horror movies. And the more you, older I've gotten, and the more this has become a problem, like yeah, not <laughs> not super surprising. I don't like having the bejesus scared out of me. Oh
1: my gosh, with this sorry, sort of buddy. thing.
0: Uh, i'm quite sorry. So. So I assume this is not a thing that uh, you or Jim um, struggle with. I'm sure this with. is
1: very normal for lots of people out there, Jeff. Don't worry The, about the it. internet <laughs> does
0: agree, but I do also understand that the internet has perspectives yeah, well, I mean, that are the vast minority but, I mean, the, that are the internet, a vocal
1: minority. The internet has never steered anyone wrong, Jeff. You're, you're
0: probably <laughs> – Yeah, no, that's <laughs> totally right. You're right. That's a good point. I think if anything, the internet I'm can be sorry. blindly trusted for all its opinions. That's
1: true. That's true. You remember the whole Boston bomber Reddit thing? That was good. So-
0: oh yeah, let's find. <laughs> That's, <a> fun-
1: <laughs> That's just. I'm sorry. That's just my go-to example of like, okay, you saw it on the internet. That does it. I wouldn't over trust that. You know. <laughs> like-
0: Perhaps, <sighs> perhaps, but uh, no. Like it is so. Like uh, I, I don't even like. I can't ask for advice. I don't even know what to do. Like I, I have googled this. I am not alone. But hypnotherapy? Ha- well, there- you, can you get hypnotherapy to like? <laughs> I don't think there's a thing. Like I think it's like you have to find a way to convince your loved ones to adapt to the way that you are just absolutely scared out of your skin anytime anybody enters the room. Hmm. If you didn't know that happened, it's it's really bad. Like and it's embarrassing. Like I get really defensive because like I jump and like cower is the right verb. Like, that is what I do. I like, cower. Like, I get that.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That's, that's oh, rough. That's, man. It's not ideal. I'm sorry, man.
0: Like, I cower and shake and it's terrible. <laughs> like, how is that? Oh, man. It's very embarrassing. I'm sorry, man. It is a legitimate problem. I I'm don't know so how to do am so sorry. That. Maybe that'll be a topic we can talk about someday how people overcome being just absolutely scared poopless uh, from... <laughs> People entering the room and you don't hear them, and they say your name, and it's like you're you've been now held hostage uh, at gunpoint. It's 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 a bad thing. All right, here we go. Speaking of do it live, Nick, I have uh, researched a particular topic that I thought was interesting. Um, it was kind of a byproduct of something that I had watched, and I wanted to know a little bit more, and turned out it was like a whole thing. Um. Nick, I want to talk about elevators.
1: <laughs> elevators.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about elevators. Like, are we uh, in the Adventure Zone? Is that what's happening right <laughs> now? This is got to be one of the most random polls I've ever done. I, don't I think. Care. I'm I hyped. think. I think this is interesting. I, I like. I caught this, like I said, in a random kind of like little two-minute side note from a video I watched. Uh, and I wanted to know more, and I did some research, and turns out it is quite interesting. So, uh, Nick, back in the day, uh, let's imagine we don't have any of the technology that we have. If you wanted to get a big uh stone, big thing up, yep, up, up to somewhere else that's m- more upper than where you are, <laughs> yep, how, how would that work out? Like, I know what, how I would do it, what, I would go ask the Pharaoh. I would go ask the- <laughs> well, that's very fitting at the, you know, obviously in the early days, how you get things uphill is push things uphill, which push, is much not not, not not super uh effective when how, you're how, wanting to do
1: how efficient is it i don't know how big's your rock i got i got,
0: I got a <laughs> how big is your rock um no but no you're 100 right like back in the uh the days of uh, building pyramids and other other times before that that are less pyramid specific but still kind of the same thing of wanting to move big move big rock up a you like. They started to develop rope and pulley systems, and yeah, those rope and pulley gonna... systems had counterweights uh, to help make that be something that did not require like seventy five thousand people <laughs> to pull up a hill. Can,
1: can I just assume that the Greeks had uh, had pulleys and counterweights because, like, you know, when you when you read about like, oh, here is some mathematical proof from you know a thousand BC. From Greek, I, uh, Greece. I just assume that they had it all figured out, and that, like you know, they that's were just actually using electricity.
0: That's an impressive observation, Nicholas. The yes, both uh, Greeks and Romans uh, had a good understanding of how this worked, and honestly, up and through the Middle Ages, the uh, the system of rope pulley plus counterweights was like the staple of how quote-unquote elevators worked uh elevators uh, you like i'm using that very liberally here basically people being able to get heavy things up to higher levels uh without having to push them (laughs) honestly push them with slaves which which is like literally the option available to them aside from that yeah for Um, sure yeah so that was the kind of early days of uh, of how basically
1: the Greeks. The Greeks were way too smart, by the way. Uh, that, uh, like my takeaway of all history is just like the Greeks were smarter than us. So that's just all there is to it. Continue. Sorry.
0: Nope, you're not wrong. Um, so let's fast forward to exiting the the Middle Ages, because honestly, there was not a whole lot of um, uh, interesting improvision before um, before that point. Uh, a lot of the things that got better uh, an improvement in the elevator, quote unquote, uh, system was from royalty at that time. So uh, King Louis the Fifteenth, he was the first person to do the uh, flying chair. Do you want to take a guess at what the flying chair was, was- and was used for?
1: Uh, so I am assuming that the flying chair was a chair on a rope and pulley system, almost like an elevator. Except it was. It was. It, uh, I I don't know why King Louis the Fifteenth would have such a thing. Um, in my brain, it was so that he could be pulled up above his uh, subjects and be like, "Bow to me," and you know, but in French or whatever. So like, bow to me, <laughs> whatever you know. Like
0: he, he was English, but uh, do you want to oh, guess? Well, uh, I, I want you. Uh, I want you to take one one more shot at this. Um, imagine a much more mm, inappropriate motivation.
1: <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I don't have a good answer for this. What? Like so he could like sneak up to
0: see his mistress or something. <laughs> Like oh, I re- I'll, I'll read what i wrote verbatim <laughs> please do it was he uh had the flying chair engineered to <clears throat> discreetly visit his mistress mistress hey
1: look at that look at that i, I did
0: it so you freaking nailed that one I, I, <laughs> good job
1: yeah it's, it's it's bad it's not good but <laughs> but, no. but i did
0: it But accurate, good job. So that's like the 1700s. Um, He also did another thing, which was uh, the flying table. Do you want to take a guess at what that was? Uh, Why that? Why he had the flying table? To bring
1: food to his
0: mistress. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. He just he wanted he wanted food brought to him, but without the the terrible terrible interruption of his slaves being there in person. So they would lower it down by rope.
1: That would be disgusting. Um, I would feel terrible for him, too. Um, right. You
0: know. Yeah, it's very relatable. I, I don't understand day-to-day. why we got
1: rid of Monarchs anyways. It's just unrelated. I just don't yeah, understand. Why I, it, I,
0: can't, I can't believe. Yeah, <laughs> But they no, seem like, like
1: really good guys.
0: This was all uh, a rope-based system that was um, not exactly wild, wildly uh, endorsed from a personal use system like this was i just
1: gotta say is that the single pettiest motivation for a, like a, a, an innovation in the world like, like that's the that's a new one you know like
0: uh, I, I would uh, <laughs> i i
1: innovated the the pulley system and added new elements to the pulley system you know, so I wouldn't have to see my dirty slaves. Yikes! Just,
0: <laughs> just ask, <laughs> just ask Reddit about Jeff Bezos right now. That's oh. fair, though. Fair. Okay. Um, anyways, so he did that for some questionably uh, useful um, mm-hmm. motivations uh, yeah. back in the seventeen hundreds. There was a actual financially beneficial version of this that started to develop some of the improvements in elevator technology. Do you want to take a guess at what industry was greatly benefited by the elevator?
1: By the elevator? When did you say this was? 1700s? Uh,
0: yeah, I think <laughs> early, uh, early 1800s or maybe late 1700s, basically... Uh, at a time that the industrial revolution was uh, starting to to become a thing that uh, would start to shape how we did industry, um, you would you want take a Let, take a let's, stab. Let's
1: continue with the uh, the workers being <laughs> just in excellent condition and say it was great for managers to get up high to yell at <laughs> I have no no, here. no no no
0: no, but it is it is an industry that was extremely abused uh during yeah. that time
1: i don't have any good answers um because like i i think of that era and i think of just like factories and trains and that's because i'm not super familiar with the industrial area i mean but so I, I would think of any kind of um like factory or industrial thing that needed like vertical storage or vertical um just space vertical
0: transportation yeah. of goods yeah specifically a particular industry did exactly that, which was mining. Oh yeah. Elevators yeah. and mining. Hey, I wasn't Whoa. off on the bad work. No, no, no. In fact, <laughs> Nick, we could literally do an entire episode. The amount of abuse of those people that were in those areas, like in the United States, it's like the, the Virginia's area, they were taking taken advantage of to a degree that is Dude. literally unthinkable today. um like their I, I, their union busting stuff and oh man, it is I, crazy. I am
1: not trying to get into current event stuff. um but I think there's like a universal everyone should be on their side uh, thing. I will tell you too that there is a a very undercovered Alabama coal mine strike right now that's happening like oh, today really? yeah like it's very very undercovered like um i i think that there was a thing i saw recently that uh, cnn msnbc and fox news all had a collective zero segments on it in the last like two months since it started it's oh it, man it's it's crazy um and the the stories of it are crazy it's in this like really small town in alabama uh and that like basically coal mining is like the entire industry the, the only like uh real employment available there and yeah i i don't want to talk out of turn because i am not a union or coal mining or miners strike in alabama current uh, expert but it's something i read a couple articles about and is like dude it's because you don't you think that that kind of stuff is all in the past like like from our places of privilege sometimes it's very easy to feel that way but it's um and not, yeah, not, I, not calling out I, your I, comment not calling out I, your comment. like your comment was totally fine
0: I, I liked it when I could think that a little bit more strongly. But no, you have to right. Like the ah, – man, this is – anyways, moving on. Nick, okay. It is up until um, the mid-1800s that the elevator was uh, basically considered to be unsafe for people that were uh, not uh, cargo, basically. Yikes. Um, in 1854, and there's actually there's a little bit of a debate on like were there are people before him that figured it out, but uh, nobody in more grandiose uh, fashion had done uh, more for the elevator safety uh, uh, impressions for the industry than Elijah Elijah Otis, who uh, was either a son or owner of a company that ended up swallowing up a lot of elevator companies in the. Uh, short term there after the next uh, 10, 20 years. But he was uh, the person who in 1854 at the World Fair, t- one of the biggest problems. Uh, let me back up. So one of the biggest problems about elevators in that time was uh, they were all rope based. And if rope broke out of luck, you just crashed to whatever. the That's bottom not was. good. No, not not Jeff, super Jeff, great.
1: Nick Nick doesn't like that idea of that elevator. I'm not as big of a fan of that
0: elevator. <laughs> I'm not a super big fan of elevators in general, given my natural tendency toward social oh, anxiety. Fair, fair. Or anxiety. Honestly, at that point,
1: anxiety in general. Um, but Jeff, just imagine being stra- trapped inside of a stairwell going up 10 flights with somebody that you got to make someone talk to the whole time. Okay,
0: mm, continue. Mm. Gosh, there's got to be a basement or off-ramp at some point. Um <laughs> No, okay. So, 1854, he uh shows off his new safety mechanism, which is uh a elevator that if an a rope breaks, he will like it is built in like it's like a a wagon spring or something like that where it will shoot out and catch at the next floor. And so what he shows at the uh world uh what's it called? The World Fair. Fair. Yep. He, Yep. He has like this whole deal where he's pulled up and has somebody cut his rope to his elevator and his safety mechanism kicks into, uh, kicks into effect and he only falls like a few inches and gets caught. And that kind of started the whole bent toward continuing to build elevators and a more, uh, innovative way and also build buildings around the fact that elevators could exist also that is terrifying
1: yeah i was gonna say that i wouldn't want to be in that guinea pig i mean i I, like you were saying that i was like uncomfortable for this guy from the 1800s that is already dead i was like scared for
0: him (laughs) and it is it is pretty wild because back then uh those elevators traveled about uh one foot per second and now elevators are approximately 40 times faster. They can go up to 40 feet per second. Uh, that is quite fast. just, that is, that is quite, quite fast. We'll get into a little bit of how fast it is here in a little bit. Um, here's, here's an interesting thing though. Before we move on to how elevators matter now, these were by and large. Either one of two things: they were open shaft elevators or manual open and close elevators. And Nick, I'm not sure if you're aware, but having an elevator, and honestly, most of them were open shafts. So, I don't having, like that. No. <laughs> No 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 and like one of my most like top 10 ways I would prefer not to die are having an elevator thing happen where I fall down and like oh my gosh this, this is not this is not a made up thing like I I every time I go on an elevator I have in the back of my mind like how all this can go wrong and when I get When I'm going down an elevator, when I get to, like, the second floor, I'm like, okay, at least at worst-case scenario at this point, I'll probably only break a couple legs or something like that. (laughs) But, no. But, no, having it being open shaft. Nick, and I'll tell you, it's not a fear misplaced because there were many, many bad things that happened. We will not go into detail you can you let your imagine this is, imagination run loose. Allow,
1: allow me to be shocked that the uh, that there were uh, sa- safety failures with technology during the industrial revolution. Gas. <clears throat>
0: here's here's my bullet point, and we will not elaborate. <laughs> this went poor, comma. People died. Period. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: it's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> um, but no, but uh, so we eventually though uh, had electric elevators, which helped a lot. Uh, it was much less likely that you would die from an electric elevator. They were uh, controlled through things that were not people. <laughs> uh, their doors would be able to open and close automatically. Um, it was it was a huge revelation in how elevators worked, and they were significantly uh, more reliable. So, Nick, do you want to take a guess? Though back then, you've lived your life with. I guess I didn't even say this. Um, up to this point, all these elevators were operated by people uh, because they needed to have people that would make them yeah. go up and down, stop yeah. at the right floor.
1: That, that was the case until not that long ago, though, right? Like the fifties or something like that. 60s? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, something around there. Um, can you think of a like? How- Knowing what you know now about humans, uh, can you imagine what might have been the reception of such a thing, the electronic elevator, and how people thought about it? Uh,
1: no. Um, it's going to kill us all.
0: I don't know how. It's going to kill I, us all.
1: I don't know how. I, I I am currently in a world where I feel like everything is the devil to somebody, including myself. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know why it would be the devil, just that I assume that people were angry about it.
0: (laughs) Uh, It wasn't so much that they are angry about it. It was vastly not trusted. Right, okay, fair. So they did not... And I I don't want to draw too too direct of a parallel here, but do you want to take a stab at where I would say that this has the same parallel today uh, as far as people trusting... Uh, AI.
1: Huh? Oh, I was gonna say seatbelts. Um,
0: close. You're in the same genre at least.
1: Oh, self-driving cars, right?
0: Self-driving cars. It's literally like reading this felt like I was reading, reading people se- talking about self-driving cars in 50 years. Oh man. People, people thought that it was not safe at all. And that they they needed somebody to be able to make sure that everything was handled by a human. So this is me
1: opening a can of worms because I am I am uh, because because I don't know this topic. Uh, But so I am not in touch with how people feel about self self driving cars because I cannot afford a Tesla and will not have a self driving car anywhere in the near future because of it. So I Mm I have kind of uh insulated myself from that conversation i guess uh it just has has missed me probably because i'm also not on social media so i miss out on a ton of stuff um am i crazy or like is this just an issue that like i feel like it's almost just a numbers issue like i'll trust self-driving cars when statistically i'm less likely to get in an accident with a self-driving car right when
0: okay when do you think that will happen
1: uh well With with self driving cars, which I think is a different topic than than elevators, the answer to that will be after enough AI has been uh, enough. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, machine learning I'll just it.
0: pause on on the on the elevator thing. I'll go ahead and tell you you're you are more than safe to oh, I, ride. No, I know I know that I just I know that. But <laughs> if you're living your life is, in fear that you can't take an elevator without an elevator attendant, you're okay.
1: I would hope that like. Back then, that they were just like, "Well, we should get, we should iron out the kinks enough that it's better than humans, right?" Mm -hmm. Am I crazy? Is that is that? I feel like that's a very lukewarm take. I feel like this is my my not hot take that it's a very like simple like guys, just we we don't do the electric elevator, we don't do the self driving car until we got evidence that is better and when it's better. What do you think the what do you think the current
0: estimate? What do you what do you what do you think the current estimate is for? Um, self-driving cars. In obviously, it matters varying on uh, the area that you're in. Like some roads are more clearly, uh, more effectively marked than others, and are less prone to constant, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, I've, to I've seen
0: road work and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've, do, I've seen some videos. How far away? How 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 far away? How far away do you think we are from in optimal conditions having? Cars that are significantly safer. better than, yeah, human drivers. I would, I would guess a couple of years. How? I guess like
1: I'd guess like under ten years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good. Like, am I crazy? Uh, no, uh, you're not crazy at all. In it, fact, uh, it already is the case. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> technically
1: correct. I was technically correct because I didn't finish my <laughs> no. talk and that's all that we need to say.
0: <laughs> there are, I, I mean, so th- I was watching a video, um, 50% of people that responded to the poll on the YouTube video that, well, before the YouTube video got posted, 50% said that they were optimistic and that it would happen in, within the next 10 years. Uh, and it, uh, literally is already the case. Like if you want to go to Phoenix right now, you can have a completely autonomous, no human intervention car that has a significantly, Less uh, incident rate than a human driver. Like that is wow. obviously not the case yeah. for everywhere. There are yeah, I've, super I've seen... exceptions to that rule, but yeah. they but in places that are big and especially places that are recently big, and a, a Phoenix is a great example of that. Like you can't you you. There's no way that a self-driving car is not going to outperform a human driver huh? on the vast majority of cases. Huh. So. We can we can talk more about that. Like I will allow a little bit of a off ramp if you want to, or we can go back to elevators if you want.
1: Go go to go to the elevators. Continue with ele- elevators. I am enjoying I'm enjoying this, but go to elevators for me. Okay,
0: okay. So it got to the point where the elevator attendants went on strike. There were fifteen thousand of them. Um, it was a huge deal in New York. I don't know how uh, like widespread it was. But anyways, lots of lots of elevator attendants went on strike and um workers from those buildings where those elevator attendants went on strike uh attempted to step in and like do their job uh and it did not go well. Again, like I said before, <clears throat> this went poor. <laughs> People died. <laughs> oh god. Um Anyways, so it wasn't great for those uh, non-electronic uh, elevators by having people that were not trained in the craft. So for those sort of things, they definitely yeah. need them. But but Nick, uh, they the the electronic elevators during that time got. Uh, significantly more popular because they did not have people die and they were very good at only opening the doors to those electronic elevators on the floors where the people would get off and not just like in the middle of the elevator shaft and were much less prone to error and etc. cetera, et cetera. Uh, so at that yeah. point when those 15,000 uh, elevator attendants went on strike, Basically, they just put themselves out of a job because everybody at that point realized how good electronic automatic elevators were. So that's, I don't know. Don't yeah, no, no go on a strike on the industry if you're going to go for it. I don't know what the point of that is saying, but it's, just, well, it's interesting. I
1: mean, I guess that's not uh, like, you know, does the going on strike make their situation work? Like make the situation work? It's such a hard, dude. It's so, that's so hard. That's no, like,
0: I, I, that is honestly a very nuanced thing. And yeah. I definitely, glossed over as if it was not but it is nuanced Um, okay we're going to talk about more elevator fun facts this is less less serious than the rest so uh, elevator music Nick I want to what do you think elevator music is the thing for like why why do people think that's the thing
1: um, uh, because we get bored in the elevator and because probably also because the sounds of the elevator are unsettling, right?
0: Yes. Good job. Uh, the original, <laughs> the original use, like a first use was to calm people down in automatic elevators. Uh, that makes
1: perfect sense especially because like if you are like especially the, like you know in a less technologically uh like inundated society inundated's not the right word it's just a word i use too much but like i can imagine going up in the, your first electronic elevator and hearing chunk 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 chonka, chunk chonka. it's
0: probably not a little ideal. unsettling for sure <laughs>
1: probably not ideal
0: um the other reason was, and this will be a complete shock to nobody, is how much encouraged lounging around in the floor that they got off on. Um, like it just got people in the mood to shop around and do stuff oh. like that. Yeah, it got oh, them nice and relaxed. Stopped at the bar, have a drink, bro. Exactly, exactly. Any anything to to make people more money uh, was the case. I think one of the. Uh, more interesting thing is Nick. Before elevators existed, it will probably not surprise you that the most sought after places or most sought after uh, rooms on the, in a building were the ones that were the
1: elevators closest to the stairs. No, no, ele- elevators or don't the, exist. The, the rooms
0: closest to the stairs. Elevators don't exist, so you have to work to get upstairs.
1: Right. Oh, the lowest, the lowest floor.
0: Yes, the lowest floor. Oh,
1: that's weird. How weird is that? That's right? Weird. It totally yeah. makes
0: sense. Like the ones that were like rue or uh, ground level were most uh, like the most sought after apartments or the store spaces or etc. What the
1: heck? and
0: and that flipped pretty rapidly after the invention of the elevator because now the beautiful view seen from the penthouse or whatever, it immediately became something that was sought after. And that flipped very, very, very quickly. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's just, it's very weird to think about the most sought after real estate was the ones on the ground floor. Cause it's like the exact opposite now.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's weird. That's weird. I'm just picturing like the really rich person being like, and look at my view. It's bad. But but I can go there like right now. All
0: so. right, we're going ra- rapid fire now. Um, how high how high can a single elevator go? Do you think? Uh, um, like, typically fifty stories, something like that. That's not bad. Eighty floors is like eighty the floors. Current. And what, what do you think the? Well, that's not fair. This is not fair. The the limiting factor is they start to get to a point where they're so heavy that they have to get so big to be able to do elevator things that they're now bigger uh, than what the like uh, the tower can contain.
1: Okay, interesting. It's
0: so, so a weird bottleneck. Yeah, it is a very weird bottleneck. I, it is, there's lots of interesting things about that too. We've talked about this for a long time though. I want to say the last thing, which is the the fastest elevator that is currently in operation right now um, can do 119 stories in 55 seconds, Woo. which is about two floors per second. And that is very fast. And That's I very really, fast.
1: I've definitely it, been in an elevator or two where I'm like, I don't like that. I feel like a G force, and I feel like a I like got a, a sudden jolt when we're stopping. I don't. I don't love that. Not into that as much.
0: They actually limit. Uh, so going up is typically um, as fast as what the uh, the mechanical parts of that can go reasonably safely, okay. but the the going down is significantly limited because you're much likely to get. Uh, uh, sick from okay. the motion from the elevator. So going up, you're much likely to go very fast. Going down is much slower. Um, anyways, that's a weird uh, elevator. Uh, Dude, I like so, uh, I worked a
1: lot. And also uh, we had lo- there was a lot of stuff that was funny and interesting. And also like I love historical stuff because it always. Is like a good perspective, and it also reminds me. It reminds me of all the bad things that used to happen in a good and <laughs> bad way. It's like really good. I, I, I any you want to go deeper in the history of something, even if it's just like here's a fun fact about the Industrial Revolution or about Greeks or whatever. You know, uh,
0: yeah, we'll do it. Uh, anyways, Nick, we need to go now record our Patreon only podcast, which is a, probably not going to be about the NBA, although I won't rule yeah. it out. Uh, if you want to check that out, it is. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Tywasap and you can listen to the year we start another podcast. You can also
1: follow us at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, but not Snapchat. Uh, you can find all of that at TyWASap.com.
0: righty Nicholas, thank you for uh potting with me. You are welcome.
1: This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening.